Speak roughly to your little boy and beat him when he sneezes. He does it to annoy because he knows it teases. Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today we're finishing up our series with Nikki from Trivial Theater, all about some of the worst animated versions of Alice in Wonderland we've ever seen. And we might have saved the best for last. Or the worst, depending on your point of view. This episode is another movie I've reviewed before, and it's another absolutely atrocious film, though in a completely different way than What's the Matter with Hatter or either of the others we've talked about. This film was released in 2010 and has been dubbed the Cinematronic version by Alice in Wonderland fans, partly because that's the company that made it, but mostly to differentiate it from the other 2010 adaptation from Tim Burton and Disney. However, despite its relative obscurity to, I guess, mainstream audiences, the Cinematronic version has gone on to basically be the gold standard of probably not just Alice in Wonderland adaptations, but bad animation in general. You mention the word cinematronic to any Alice fan, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. However, bad animation fans have another name for this one, the MS Paint Alice in Wonderland, because it appears to have been created in the Microsoft Paint application, and a few years ago it kind of went viral under that title because someone wrote a creepypasta with that name. We'll get into that later in the episode. This film was created using poor animation over top a 1948 radio play that Sarah and I actually reviewed a few years ago on Wonderland Wednesday. I think Shannon might have been with us as well. We were all on a road trip somewhere, and we listened to this radio theater episode and reviewed it while we drove. I'll find that episode and have it linked in the description. We had a lot of fun making that one, and I kind of have a soft spot for that original radio play because of that episode, which makes how they massacred it into this mess even more tragic. Anyway, hopefully you'll enjoy one last terrible plunge down the rabbit hole. Next time, I promise, we'll review a version that's so much better than this one. Although, given the quality here, I suppose that's not much of a promise. I speak severely to my boy, I beat him when he sneezes, for he can thoroughly enjoy the pepper when he pleases. For he can thoroughly enjoy the pepper when he pleases. Uh, well, I suppose we can go on to the final film, the one that is probably the most infamous. <laughs> the 2010 cinematronic version, which is actually a recycled radio play from the 1940s, that someone decided they needed to make an animated film out of, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why. Like, this, this company made this film and as far as i know nothing else like they popped up made this film and disappeared i cannot find out why they made this film and anything about who made it or why it was made anything it's just so confusing to me one thing i can tell you for sure is that um i guess looking at the reviews for it it actually was sold on dvd yeah that's that i mean well that's why they made it to sell it but like it's just so confusing as to why they did anything that they did with this version this is one of the worst films i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's a thing um wow well, i um 
like the original radio play it had some some legit act some legit voice actors in it um mm-hmm. Dinah yeah. Shore was a singer from that time and I mean she did stuff like she she did stuff from the, the 40s all the way up until you know the the 2000s you had the guy that voiced the original Elmer Fudd I mm-hmm. I, I couldn't identify the outright like what characters they played but there were other voice actors from cartoons that I definitely recognized in there, which you're talking, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the heyday of, you know, like Looney Tune type cartoons, but still. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the original radio play was decent. I don't yeah. think it was amazing or anything. I, th- no. I, th- I have a few issues with it, just, but it was fine. There was nothing inherently awful about it. It was just, it was fine. Like, the, we actually reviewed the radio play my cousin and me we listened to it on a road trip at one point and then reviewed it on the road for we oh, called nice. it a road trip review like we filmed it we had like a gopro set up in the car and it, that's I, I i like the original radio play because of that more than more than the for the radio play itself oh no understood <laughs> that's really cool though what a what a neat thing and a cool memory for the two of you as well yeah so then to find this and see how they massacred it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the animation on this, like, as someone that works with animation sort of like this, like a lot of what I do on my on my character can kind of relate to some of the things that they do here. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the work that went into this because as, as cheap as it's drawn, there is actually some, I'm not going to say art, but there this... This isn't a, a hack job as far as the actual like voice movements and stuff goes. So there is some work that goes into it that into it that way, but the overall design and stuff. This this was the the actual drawings. There's no art to them. There's no. It's just let's let's do this. Let's make it. Let's make it. Let's let's make it a joke. Basically, it was like they wanted it to look bad. Oh, I wouldn't be like, surprised. That's, that's the only reason I can think of for making the characters look the way they do. It's like they wanted it to look awful. Oh yeah, it's totally it's meant to it's meant to be that way. I guarantee you. This was not done by someone, at least from what I can see. It's not done by someone that wanted to make something look good. This was to not make fun of, but I think it was made to go, "Hey, we've got this. We got this, you know, um public domain um radio show. Let's do something weird with it." My question is though, is it public domain? Or did they just find it on YouTube and think that they could get away with taking it? Because it's like, in the forties, so yeah. does do radio does radio have the same rules as movies and books? Because as far as I know, right now the twenties stuff in the nineteen twenties is starting to come into public domain. That's true. Um, well, you look at like um, it's a Wonderful Life. That mm-hmm. was public domain for a long time. That's why it was reshown. That's why it became a classic was because like in the seven, I think the sixties or seventies or maybe even the eighties, um, mm-hmm. they were looking for things to show at Christmas time. And that was something that was public domain. So they pulled it out and put it up and that was done in 40, 38 or 40. I thought or maybe early forties, either way, it so. was either way it was it was done at a time like it definitely wasn't the because it's 50 years plus the life of the artist if you're talking traditional copy or traditional copyrights but there can be places where things lapse like if someone doesn't renew it properly that's what happened with that so i would i it's possible that this could have happened that way because i don't think you could have gotten away with selling a dvd of it and i suppose it depends on if someone noticed or not but I, i feel like 
you would have had to have had that. It could be. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a law expert or anything. I just thought it's strange that they were able to take this thing from the forties and do something like this with it. Well, and you think about even like um, the war of the world, it kind of falls into that same vein. Cause I've heard that broadcast redone. That's true. Maybe there are different rules for radios because for, for radio programs, because the war of the worlds is sold by like all sorts of random people. Like exactly. It, I, I bought like some knockoff thing when I was a teenager at like Sam's Club, I think. <laughs> right. So you can buy that pretty much anywhere. So maybe there is different rules for radio broadcasts. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not for sure. I mean, it could have just been like, a, hey, we found this thing. You know, we don't care about copyright. We're just going to take it. Otherwise, they might have cut enough out of it to make it fair use. Because being I don't think they cut anything out of it. I think it was an hour when we listened to the radio version. Okay. Then, yeah, that would have been right around that same time. I'm not sure. Hmm. I don't know. It's a mystery. It is a mystery. <laughs> Either way, uh, she just... Uh, she looks constantly... Like, Alice looks constantly sleepy, the way her eyes are. It's... I don't even know. <laughs> it's just... Uh, she looks... She looks like I don't I don't say this lightly because a lot of people will throw this at anybody, but she looks like she's on drugs. Oh, yeah. And, and even the teeth. Oh, the teeth she, are terrible. Like, that's the worst part. And I'm sure that when they were drawing them and not knowing intent. So if they were going for just wanting to make something weird, they're probably looking at her as like a what? How old is Alice supposed to be like 10? I think she's supposed to be seven. Seven. Those would be, generally speaking, those would have been the teeth drawn for like that age, you know, because you've got baby teeth or not baby. Te- yeah, you would have baby teeth at that point, right? Uh, yeah, that's about um, the time where you start losing them, but you don't lose them in the manner that it looks like she would have had to lose them in order yeah. to achieve that look. <laughs> They're just yeah. like weirdly crooked snaggle teeth. Yeah, they look they look awful. Yeah, there's nothing good about them. And where you can see, like, with the animation, they just have her mouth go up and down. And yeah. you can see, like, the top teeth kind of moving at the same time sometimes. More so with other characters like the, the Cheshire Cat. But, yeah, it's it's it borders on nightmare fuel. Yeah, the, all, all the mouths move like that. And I thought it was both hilarious and horrifying and horrible <laughs> that the Cheshire Cat... When in the scene where he disappears, except for his smile, they just leave behind the the little the mouth, the back part of the mouth that yep. goes down. They just left that behind instead of having his smile left behind. Yeah, that was so terrible and stupid and hilariously bad. Oh yeah, there, there's no there's no getting that out of your head. And God, you you would you would show this version like the animation part of this to a class of animation students and just go, okay, everything that's done here is what you don't do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely a what not to do lesson. Yeah. Uh, One of the worst things in this is the rabbit's teeth. Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. Especially the white rabbit's teeth. Cause the rest of them, they move like the, the March hair, and the mouse and like 
everybody else they move relatively decently but yeah the the white rabbit whoever drew this had a vendetta against the white rabbit the teeth move like they're supposed to be the mouth but the way they have it it's like he has two tiny mouths side by side that move when he talks is the most disgusting idea of how to move a mouth It's, it's one of the reasons where it's like they had to have known that this is awful. They have to have done this on purpose. Yeah. Well, and the the design of the of the white rabbit was just there, there is not a lot of great designs in this. This was drawn probably in MS Paint by someone that can't draw worth crap. It but... it looks like an MS Paint thing. There's there's actually I, if I remember right, someone wrote a creepy pasta about this movie and really? called it the MS Paint Alice. <laughs> <laughs> and it, in the story, it's like they they find this DVD in the street and then they watch it and like it puts them in a hypnotic trance and they feel great while they're watching it and then they feel awful afterwards. And then the Alice from the movie is outside the window, except she's not a cartoon. It's oh, like God. a live action deformed thing looking at them. <laughs> Uh, awesome uh, yeah great uh, i'm sitting by myself here in half darkness is she gonna come out of like like my hallway and try and kill me because <laughs> uh yeah i i didn't feel very good watching this and i certainly don't feel good you know afterwards so <laughs> you're like the only thing that's making this worth talking about <laughs> Yeah, it's it's already creepy in its own way, and it apparently moved someone in enough in enough of a creepy direction that they decided to write their feelings out as a story. Oh, that doesn't <laughs> surprise me in the slightest. Like, if of all of them, this one definitely would drive someone to make a creepy pasta. <laughs> like, like yeah. um, the thing is, like the the white rabbit is is terribly drawn, but. Even worse than that, I think, is the Dormouse. Like, the, the drawing on the Dormouse yes. is just... He looks like a poo emoji. That's, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when they just stuck a little mouse, an ugly mouse head on top of it. And the way his mouth moves, too. Like, his, his whiskers, like, his, his face comes to a point. And it seems like that's a reoccurring thing with a lot of the characters. Like, the, the baby of the Duchess and... Um, there's like a bat at some point. Like they all have that same kind of everything comes to a point. Mm. Like it's, yeah, I kinda. don't know. Yeah. But the way his, the way the dormouse mouse's mouth moves, like it's the whole lower half of his face, like the, the mm-hmm. whiskers and everything else. It's just. I, and it was also weird that they took, like at first this was just the mouse. Like there's, there's a mouse at the beginning when she's in the river of tears and that's the character. But then he shows back up again and he's the dormouse, but it's not the same character because no, No. because he has a different voice actor and he acts different because the mouse at the beginning, he's, he's like swimming and then he ends up getting scared of her telling, talking about Dinah and he runs off and the dormouse is like a continuously sleepy character who barely moves True. and you could they just reuse the character design the well i'm assuming the whole character asset because they just took the the mouse and then oh now he's the dormouse <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, why would you, if, of all the characters to reuse, why would you use that thing? <laughs> well, it's like the other version where the Dormouse was used in place of the Hedgehog. Like, weird connections between <laughs> these movies. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Ugh. But still, it's that design is so terrible that yeah. I guess they loved it enough to use it twice. Yeah, they were they were very fond of that. That was their pride and joy piece right there. <laughs> <laughs> there's, oh, there's man. so many bad design choices in this oh yeah like did you see like the mad hatter all i could think was um the yellow hat oh, no that's not his name from curious george it's, is it the yellow hat man the man in the yellow hat the man in the yellow hat like i, I kept getting those vibes from the from the mad hatter he's like the evil cousin of the man in the yellow hat yeah he really is <laughs> <laughs> I felt bad though because like the the audio side of it you know like the songs they fit you know the, obviously they, i think it was 1948 mm-hmm. the, the songs had that that great chorus and kind of it felt like a disney like a disney theme and it had that it, there was there was production quality to it and everything and then you get this crap overlay of just these just terribly drawn characters yeah it's it's they took something that was decent and then destroyed it and I kept thinking, like, what a thing to have as Dinosaur's final IMDb credit. Oh. <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tarnishing her name. Yeah. She had no say in this. She did not consent to be in this monstrosity. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> you know, it's... I You hate to think that it's intentionally ugly, but I kind of feel like it was intentionally ugly. That's the only thing that I can think of. Like, why would they design it like this and think that they're doing a good job? Yeah. You know, it almost makes me wonder. So you go back to like uh, around this time, probably, but there was, they're called posts. Um, They're just kind of like taking the piss out of people and Mm -hmm. stuff. But this was a kind of animation that actually came up quite a lot at that time. And I'm wondering I'm just going to do a quick search quick because I, I do think that there was, I'm trying to think what the name of the video was. Um, oh, uh, it was on E-Bombs World, but it was called The End of the World. And it's just this crappy animation. Um, and there was a lot of it that went around at that time. Well, more like 2008. And depending upon when this was actually done, because something like this, even something of this quality, isn't going to be something that was done overnight. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if it was done in that at that similar point in time, that would have been an animation style that was popular on YouTube. I mean, it could be, but like, even if it was, that's like sh- short videos. I can't imagine the audience for the short videos is going to be looking for a full-length yeah. feature version of that. Oh, I agree. I'm just trying to, because it's done in a really similar style to the the end of the world. The, yeah the end of the world is what it was called and it was like everybody nukes everybody else basically but it's Mm -hmm. in the it's i know that was a style that was popular then so you know you've got multiple multiple people doing that someone might have taken this as a challenge and done it just because they wanted to i suppose i mean 2010 explanation better than others that i've (laughs) tried to come up with or seen i mean that's that's really all i've got as an answer but like 2008 YouTube 
or 2010 YouTube, I guess, in this respect, would have been still pretty open ground as far as what YouTube was. It was more experimental. Yeah, definitely. So if it did originate on YouTube, which I'm not sure, or even if it was just inspired by that, I mean, you know, you look at the variety of movie reviewers that are out there and what they do, you know, something like this could be in that same realm, only in the realm of animation. It could be. That's the only, that's literally the only, that is the best and only explanation I can come up with for why this exists in this form. Yeah, it's the most generous explanation. (laughs) (laughs) You aren't wrong. Uh, So the one thing that struck me a lot about these different versions was, for some reason, the queen struck with me. And obviously, she's a big character. But, Mm -hmm. like, I don't like the look of this one. But she feels a little bit outside of the one that looked like the Disney ripoff. I think she looks better than the other two. So you get, like, the Disney ripoff of the queen or the the queen of hearts and then this one and then the other two are kind of there and maybe that's just me being generous to this one but i don't know you're being far more generous than me because i looked at the king and queen and i thought are they trying to do a racist chinese caricature i didn't think about that i was just thinking about the way the cards look because they are a white cardstock because like the king character definitely looks more like a king that you'd see on a deck of cards i suppose yeah, I didn't know what they were going for with those characters because they're they're like right on the edge. It's like, what are they trying to do here? You know what? I could also see a racist portrayal though too. Looking at the king, especially like he's got that kind of a very a very like pencil thin mustache, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, there's not a much about these that make a lot of sense, obviously, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't know if they, like, I didn't know what the point of the duchess being a big black lady like that felt questionable to me yeah like why (laughs) why did they do that and the old the the most generous (laughs) explanation i could come up with and i don't even know if this is generous it's like they heard the voice in the radio program and thought eh, she sounds black (laughs) i don't know no (laughs) i i would agree i would agree with you on that point i think that's definitely Outside of malicious intent, I think that is probably the most logical one, or the Mm. most logical explanation of why that is. Yeah, I hope there was no malicious intent with these. (laughs) That's just... I don't... I I really don't... I don't... I think there was probably, like, someone going, tee-hee-hee, I'm gonna make a funny thing, but I don't think it was specifically... Even at its most base, I, I think this was meant to be harmless at the time. Like, it doesn't strike me... It's badly drawn, but it's not like... They didn't take alice and you know give her like you know saggy boobs and you know like i mean her face is weird but it's not like ugly i guess it's just poorly drawn there's a difference maybe you're still being more generous than me i know i'd say she's ugly (laughs) and and i'm trying to i'm trying to think too of the time like if there would have been things that would have you know inspired it but i I don't know enough about like animation on YouTube or animation on Ebaum's world. There was just, there was so much, there was a lot of experimentation at the time. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is obviously crap, but I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see maliciousness here. Yeah. Cause I think that there was a lot, there's a lot more you could do to be malicious and this doesn't strike. It doesn't strike me as malicious. Mm-hmm. No, they didn't, they didn't screw with the audio to make them say weird things. They just took yeah. it as it was. 
and kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. There were also things in here that they put, I, I don't even know if it was like a purposefully weird spin on it because it felt like they had never read the book. <laughs> like in the scene where she's in the house and mm-hmm. Bill is supposed to go down the chimney. Bill is a lizard. Mm-hmm. In this, he looked like some sort of a bug. <laughs> that was not a lizard. No, definitely not. Yeah, he had he even had like the kind of um like a like a ladybug's like the way that its its shell opens up and back and the wings yeah. come out. Yeah, he 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 was a bug. There's no yeah. he, he's just a bug. And then the frog footman and the fish messenger, they're they've been replaced with playing cards for some reason. Easier to draw, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. And then you have the cook, who is a rat, for some reason. And I I can't say one way or the other on that. I, well, and, and the, the the look of the baby, too, just the way it was laid out. just like The, ba- I, I, the baby gonna... was awful. <laughs> I oh, mean, yeah. technically, the baby is supposed to be ugly, but I feel like they made it looked like it had a horn it was supposed to be hair but it looked like it had a single horn growing out of the top of its head yeah it was just really awful well and again it kind of took that that whole kind of a. I mean it like you look at um alice's face and they kind of they use points a lot like you look at her face and the queen's face are kind of like like alice's face goes very wide as a football and the queen's face kind of goes long as a football, and you've kind of got that yeah. same kind of football shape on the um on the baby. Yeah, kinda. But like I say, there was a lot of those kind of weird, weird shapes. That there was a lot of pointed, like kind of football esque shapes in here, and not. I don't think it means anything specifically. I think they're probably just easy shapes to draw. Probably. What did you think of this Cheshire cat? Oh boy, it's <laughs> so just. I still think um, the matter with the Hatter was the worst. Yes. Oh, definitely. But this one was was creepier when it was just the mouth, but the rest of it was slightly above the matter with Hatter, <laughs> uh, but not by much. Yeah, it was not good. And I'm not even... Oof. Even though I have like a fondness for the radio play, I did not like the voice of this cat in the radio play. No. He just has like a squeaky, annoying, all, sometimes almost unintelligible sound to his voice. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know whether they just didn't get him close enough to the mic. Oh, no. They, they it was sorry. I had to think about it for a second. They added a lot of the meows in there and stuff. Yeah. It was. Yeah. None of them really hit it. And I guess. I think you do. You get that. You get the the voice that you think, and I think the you know you think about the um, the Disney animated movie, mm-hmm. you know Cheshire, and that kind of sets a precedent. It's kind of like um, Robin Williams playing the genie. Mm-hmm, you can have mm-hmm. other people play that role, but the one that you're always going to go to will be Robin Williams playing that. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, I can't think of any Cheshire Cat that I like as much as the Disney version. Yeah, that's fair. Because he's it's... just, he set a standard that others have not been able to meet. Exactly. He is the I heat will... let... oh, I will say, though, 90, 1999, 
I do like 1999 because Whoopi Goldberg plays the Cheshire Cat, and I do like well, that one. <laughs> well, there you go. So a close second, but never quite as good. Yeah. <laughs> this version, uh, it's just the animation is consistent. I guess it's consistently, you know, they they don't they don't try and up anything. Everything is as it is mm-hmm. from the start to the finish. I can see the work that went into it because there is for again for all of the crap animate or the, the crap backgrounds and stuff they are there was work put into this you know the animation of the mouths and stuff is not something that it was done in a few minutes it, it took time i still think anything that you put out on your channel is still like it's oh. better than this <laughs> well no i agree but if you're t- talking 2010 i mean you're talking 11 years difference to do this kind of animation in 2010 wouldn't have been the same basic concept as what I do, but yeah, definitely much, much easier to execute now versus then. Mm, I suppose, yeah, because some of that can be automated. Yeah, exactly, and I that's don't a lot think of... it could have been back then. No, no, agreed. And a lot of mine is the... It's the program that does the work. In 2010, it would have more than likely... There would have been some some help in the programs that they most likely used here, but overall, it would have had to have been a lot of like hand done stuff so and that to animate any kind of mouth thing to get it remotely accurate it takes time like it it's mm-hmm. it's a time intensive thing and it gets boring quick i can relate <laughs> <laughs> one other big thing that we have to talk about is the griffin oh god <laughs> oh dude that is not a griffin no that's a glorified kind of dragon thing, yeah? Yeah. Just because it did I, have scales. Yeah, Griffin is the lion eagle. What What do they think a griffin is? <laughs> <laughs> they got their wires crossed. They looked at the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> I suppose. It was hideous. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty thing. I will say, though. It did make me laugh. Anytime he tried to take her somewhere, he just grabbed her by the top of the head and flew away. <laughs> that was good. That was good. And highly, you know, it, it was deserved. It was definitely deserved. Oh, man. <laughs> well, and then at the end when they all appear and, like, the griffin is just, like, sitting there like he's flying. He's kind of sitting at, like, kind of a weird angle on the screen. I don't think I noticed him specifically at the very end. There was too much going on in that scene. Yeah, no, agreed. <laughs> they also have the mock turtle looks off as well. And that's another reason why I don't know if they've ever read the book. Because the mock turtle is supposed to be a turtle body with cow features. Hmm. This is a turtle that just has a beak and like a green monkey tail. <laughs> Yeah, at first, like, the glasses, I thought that he was, like, I thought he had, like, um one of those joke, like, the joke glasses with, like, the mustache and the nose. That's what I, when I first saw him, I thought, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a mock turtle, as in he's, you know, pranking and stuff. But nope. <laughs> Just part of who he was. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, the mock turtle, is, he looks the way he does for a reason, because he's supposed to be a reference to mock turtle soup, which when turtles were made into soup years and years and years ago they were really expensive so the poor people would make mock turtle soup out of beef which is why the mock turtle was a part cow part turtle creature well did you notice at the end like uh um 
Alice was talking about hearing the mock turtle sing and then all of a sudden the cows appear in the background. And she's like, oh, it's just a turtle or it's just the cows coming home. <laughs> I don't know. I I didn't even think of that as a reference. And I feel like it's kind of generous to be making that a reference. But sure. <laughs> I'm trying to draw. I'm trying to make some. My mind is trying to make some sort of sense of this weird thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it be real or not, I am I am sticking with that. I am sticking with that. If anyone ever asks me about this specific adaptation and and the cows in the background, that that is going to always be my answer, unless someone proves me wrong. <laughs> Which, if that comes up in conversation another you know time in my lifetime, <laughs> I, I will go out and buy a lottery ticket because the chances are good that I'm going to win the lottery. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine this movie coming up in real life. <laughs> yeah, that unless you run across a creepypasta, which uh, the thought of that it's gonna haunt my dreams. I'm kind of like like I've got a blind that's sitting a, just a little bit up so I can see like out the window, I'm just looking out the window and thinking, crap, you know, a, a real life version of Alice is gonna come through my window and like try to try to take me out. I'm gonna sleep with a baseball bat or something. <laughs> I don't remember how that story ended, but I feel like a baseball bat was involved. <laughs> oh, well, hey, there you go. There you go. Well, and creepypastas never end well, so I'm sure I'm I'm kind of out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, is there a whole lot else to say on this particular um, giant air quotes version? Oh. I don't know. Just at the end is another scene where all the characters are in real life for some reason. Yeah. Like it makes even less sense here because it just sort of pans out and like everybody is standing around Alice and her other, her weird sister who looks absolutely nothing like her. Oh, it's such a weird, like the giant lips. What are with the giant lips? I don't know. (laughs) I think she also had like a mole or something. I think that was supposed to be her nose. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. It was kind I remember, of off center. Yeah, because I remember seeing um, Alice's nose and it's like, okay, well, she's got an L nose. Her her um, sister is either, you know, like a stepsister or radically, radically like different ends of the spectrum as far as how they got their looks from their parents. Because there, there's no, like even skin color, there's nothing yeah no nothing. <laughs> like drawn by two completely separate people yeah it almost seemed that way yeah yeah that's the end of that one <laughs> yeah yeah although the best part of this version was probably the griffin <laughs> grabbing her by the head and flying away yep yep <laughs> Actually, you're probably right. I think that is the part that I enjoyed the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the fact that it was not, it, it was probably drawn with the intention of it being funny, but it is the most unintentionally funny thing in these four pieces. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> or top three, at least. Yeah, but I don't really feel like going through them and making a list. So. No, no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I don't have any immediate plans of ever watching these again, but I think I said the same thing years ago when I first did my <laughs> reviews. I didn't imagine myself in the future doing it again for a podcast. 
Oh, you would be amazed the times where that where I've said that and they come back up time and time again for whatever reason. Uh, I wonder if there will ever be a reason for me to revisit those War of the Worlds films. Oh. <laughs> Frankly, you know, and this is going to sound terrible, but I would rather watch like this version, <laughs> like the, the this 2010 version of this again over those two War of the World movies again. Like... Uh, I'd rather watch the Santa Claus and the Ice Cream Bunny on repeat than watch <laughs> War of the Worlds again, or those two versions. You know, when I was watching these, I was thinking I would rather watch the War of the Worlds one. But now that I'm thinking back, those were like really long. Yep. And this is only an hour, so yeah. this is less torture. So yes. I guess I would rather watch this one. <laughs> Agreed. Well, and you know, again. And maybe it's just because, you know, you you get into it and you're kind of watching it, but it didn't drag. Like, and maybe, and, and the audio, the, the, the actual voice work and radio play of this made it not suck. That's true. It did move along in a decent clip. It was, you know, you had decent act or decent voice actors. It was entertaining. Um, yeah. The, the terribleness of the animation made you go, oh my God, over and over and over and over again. I mean... <laughs> From that perspective, and I know you're probably not going to agree with this, but uh, this version, based on that stuff alone, I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed this one more than the others, and I don't know what that says about me as a person. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I had to like rank them where this one would land for me. I don't know. They're also they're also bad in their own unique ways. They they really it's really are. hard. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, and again, they all took like the same. They took what should have been the same base story, and they all did it in uniquely crappy ways. Like none of them really repeated. Yeah, you know what? If I'm ranking them, like a lot of the ways that I rank movies, I think about how likely I would be to rewatch them. And even though these none of these would be ones I'd want to rewatch. Like, if I was forced to pick one and not think about the length of time, I think this would probably be the one I'd pick to watch again. Because I really don't want to watch What's the Matter with Hatter again. That was <laughs> that, that one was just so insipid. Yeah. The, the one after that, the, in time length, around the same time, it's so forgettable and boring that I don't know that I'd want to sit through that one again. I guess maybe the shortest one I would watch again because I did like sort of like some of the backgrounds, mm -hmm. which is not saying much when you're praising the background over yeah. like the animation and whatever. But I guess I I did like some of the creativity there, even though it was total Disney ripoff. Mm -hmm. Oh, completely. And that's maybe some of the reason that you like it, too, was because it did take those elements that you were somewhat familiar with. And they were, you know, 99% ripoff, but there was still that little bit of, of its own thing. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> no, but agreed. Um, definitely this one would be on top without giving it thought. Mm -hmm. The two uh, 40, 45 minute ones would probably be at the bottom. And then, yeah, the, the five minute one would be behind this one. So, yeah, the... What's the matter with Hatter? Just it's so dull. Yeah. 
<laughs> so bad and dull and it lo- it's it felt longer than this one. Oh and yeah, this one is definitely longer than what's the matter with Adder. Oh yeah, well, on the <laughs> fact that you've got a two minute song or a two and a half minute song uh, that feels like it's a six minute thing. Yeah. Uh. Thank you to Nikki for joining me for this episode and the rest of the series this month. If you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. Next time, I don't know what we're doing, as I'm trying to get this edited in advance because July is, or I guess by the time this releases, was an extremely busy month for me, and I didn't want to have to worry about getting behind. As I'm still really busy with my new job, I might end up taking a week or two off from the show after this. But at some point, I'm actually planning to release a full-length mega-podcast episode with my full conversation with Nikki. It will be all the episodes we've done so far, and will even be extended with some conversation that I trimmed for time. If that interests you, make sure to check back soon, but if not, stay tuned, because I promise better episodes are on the way. Sarah and I have watched a 1985 British miniseries adaptation, so once we get that episode recorded, we'll have that review for you. I have some other potential episodes in the works, so I don't know for sure what's next. Either way, come back soon for another much better episode of every version ever, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Soup.